Welcome to Beyond This Point. I'm Gabriel Stromberg, Creative Director of Civilization. So, what is the point of Beyond This Point? The inspiration for this podcast really came about through our studio, being so inspired by those around us who we work, collaborate, and engage with. Artists, business owners, designers, and leaders of all types. We recognized the value in having access to these distinct perspectives and wanted to create a conversation that puts a spotlight on different ways of seeing, thinking, and making. My guests for this episode are Ted Vatican and Angie Myung, founders of the art and design brand, design retailer, and community space, Paquetto. In just a few short years, Paquetto has grown from an exclusively online presence to include two thriving Los Angeles retail locations their flagship store in downtown LA, and their shop at the Line Hotel. However, Paquetto is more than just a store. Stroll through either location or browse their website, and you will feel the sense of community that is at the core of their business practice. Both shops regularly host workshops, from screen printing to noodle making to improv comedy, as well as art exhibitions, one of which was the West Coast Design Showcase, which I was honored to play a part in. I was actually in LA to attend the opening of the exhibition, which was curated by Join Design and included such visionary designers as Melanie Abrantes, Eric Trine, and Fruit Super. Beyond their commitment to the community, what truly sets Paquetto apart is their fusion of art and commerce. Since Paquetto first began, they have collaborated with over 200 international artists on special projects, many of which can be found in their stores. During our conversation, we discussed how they got their start, the mission of making art for every day, and their positions as both business leaders and creatives. And now, let's go beyond this point. Guys, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. And uh, we're also here with their dogs, Scooter and Nori. (laughs) Hello, Hello. Scooter and Nori. So uh, you two are both partners in business and life. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? So we, uh, we started Poketo in 2003. It was really started out as just a side project. Uh, I, my background's in film and video, and Angie's background's in graphic design. We actually just wanted to throw a big party <laughs> with our friends who were all amazing visual artists. And one thing that we noticed when we would go to their shows, their art shows, was that a lot of their work was not selling. And so what we decided to do was get together um, a group of uh, our friends and actually create a product to launch at an art show. And that very first product we made was a, was a wallet. And it was an artist wallet. So we had seven of our, our friends design the, the covers. And um, it was a really simple construction. We actually used Angie. Angie was currently was in school at the time. And uh, we actually just used the facilities to just print everything, create everything, just make them all in like a really small batch just to have something for the show. And uh, we rented a space just for the weekend, invited all of our friends, had, you know, people that were playing music, DJ and perform and all the artists actually had original artwork up on the walls. And then we launched this product and it was that night that Poketo, in, in a lot of ways, sort of started because the wallets sold out. Everyone came out to support and was just having a really, really great time. And it was really, really cool to see people together and just 
buzzing and having fun and, and seeing uh, art in this way sell. And we walked home that night and Angie and I just were sort of mm. looking at each other, just thinking, wow, this was, that was so much fun. That was amazing. We have to do another series. And so from that point, we then decided, okay, well, let's reach out to more of our friends or more artists, do another series, create a, a limited edition um, collection of wallets and throw another show. And we would do that and it sold out again with the same kind of great response. And that's sort of what kind of kickstarted yeah. Poketo. So that was in San Francisco, actually, at the time. Um, we're living across from Dolores Park, and um, in our little studio apartment, and we would, and um, it was like the night of the opening was one of those really rare balmy nights in SF. Like that happens maybe like three times a year, where and it, everyone was having such a great time, and we were walking home after the show with like butterflies in our stomach, and it was like you felt like. It was magic. It's almost like, you know, like when you feel something that's like truly special, you feel this like amazing excitement. It was like that. And we knew that we just needed to do another one. Yeah. What do you think the component was that people really connected with? Was well, it community? Was it? Yeah, it was definitely a community. Um, San Francisco, again, is a very small town and we had a lot of friends who were artists and so they all their friends and all our friends came out to support and um you know it, it, the funny thing is we didn't know anything about marketing we didn't know anything about i mean we didn't study business we didn't know anyone we didn't have any friends who started business we didn't our parents weren't business people um so it wasn't anything that we we knew that was like marketable but we wanted to give credit to our friends who designed the product so even from the very first series even from the very first wallet we designed we had a bio of every single person in the wallet like and we actually printed them on an inkjet <laughs> cut them out with exacto and we put like a card with a with their bio information and their contact information and i think that really um you know it, it was it was authentic you know <laughs> i mean like in the true sense of a word and and um i think people really love that and also the the format of the wallet was very unique and you know they had you know a couple of people made t-shirts back then with art artist designs but there was no wallet brand yeah so highlighting creatives, that's always been a priority for you. Yes, yes. So now that you're established and you have um, two brick and mortar spaces in LA, one in the downtown arts district and one at the Line Hotel, do you see your role as having evolved over the years? Or do you st still see yourselves as supporting artists, giving them a platform for their work? Definitely. Um, we still see ourselves as a platform and we still see ourselves as, as the sort of the curators. but. Now we're actually, I think I, our reach is just a little bit broader because we have the downtown store where we hold our shows like we did yesterday with Join. Um, and then at the Lion Hotel, what we do is we, we hold workshops. So we hold about, you know, like about pretty much roughly weekly workshops on anything that's creative that interests us. 
So anything from food to business to design to craft to, I mean, anything I can think of. So this week, we're actually holding a leather sandal making workshop <laughs> with this woman who actually um, used to be a baker at Tartine in SF. She gave that up and started making leather sandals. So they, there can only be six people. She measures everyone's feet first and then everyone, it's like a six hour class and everyone gets to take home a pair of leather sandals. I mean, that's special, right? And then the following week, we have Soba workshop with this woman, Sonoko, who, um, who actually teaches workshops on anything that has to do with Japanese food. And she used to be a film distributor turn. And she said like Soba saved her because it was such a stressful job that um, she one day started making soba and it just she gave that stressful job of distribution film. So, yeah, so I mean, anything that interests us, I guess. And the workshops, um, the workshops are so much like an extension of Poketo. I think when we started, when we started Poketo, we didn't exactly know what it was going to be or what we were, you know, what it was going to become. It was always just a very organic process, you know, when we started our first show, it was a hit, another series hit again, and we were just sort of riding off of that excitement. And we actually moved to LA very shortly after we started um, up in San Francisco. So we moved to LA in 2004. And um, it wasn't until that time that we started to really think about how we can make this more than just a side project. Angie had just graduated from um, CCA looking for a job mm -hmm. and I was still working in film and video, which was great because I was still able to work freelance and kind of do that. It, but it wasn't until that time that we got to, you know, really focus and put energy towards building this thing. And the idea behind Poketo as well as the idea of art for your everyday. So really combining that into your everyday life and making it accessible, but making it smart and really just sort of elevated, mm -hmm. um, but be, be able to reach as many people as possible. And I think that's part of, you know, even though we weren't necessarily thinking about it at the time, that's sort of what the wallet was. It was something that you can carry and use and have with you and it's a part of you. And so as we were doing that, we then started to think, well, what else can it be? Where else can art be? Um, and that's when we started to get into a little bit of apparel and home and stationery. And that's when we started to add uh, different products into the mix and really sort of expand that idea of, of art for your everyday. And the event side of it has always been like a big part of what we do. That's that's actually one of my favorite things is like just bringing people together, bringing friends together, seeing the community grow, like just getting people super stoked. And the workshops that we hold now are so much a part of that. It's just like an extension of that creative lifestyle and bringing our friends and colleagues in to share what they know. And when you come to any of our workshops or events, like you see connections being made, you mm -hmm. see people just enjoying themselves, um, and you see beauty, and you see a, a, a space and a platform for different artists and designers to showcase what they do. So it, it's all of that is just so 
you know, kind of integrated into the DNA of, of Pocado and what we do. Why is art in the everyday, why people being connected to art and design and creativity, why is that so important to you? I think it just makes life better. It makes people happier. I mean, when, you know, when you can have something from a designer or an individual in your home and you can see it every day and it makes you happy and then you can connect with it or you, or there's, you, you can find that story behind it. I think it just makes life more enjoyable. And this also, I think when we, when we decided on art for you every day, which actually we, we started saying that really early on in our business, you know, like I think we didn't even know what mission statement was, but it was just art for you every day. And I think because we didn't like the idea of just the, what, what most people think of as art, like white walls, gallery, like paintings on the wall, and you just kind of look at it, stare at it, have a glass of wine at a gallery show, and then you go home. Like, we didn't want that to be our focus. Like, we didn't want people to think that art was like something really hard to understand or out of reach. So we wanted to imbue art in everyday products. And that's really how it came about, that it's, it is, art could be accessible and it could be, it doesn't have to be just fine art, but it could be design, it could be music, it could be food, it could be travel. Like, I mean, we, we think of art in a very, very broad sense, the work. I love that you just mentioned all those things and mm -hmm. it totally relates to the workshops that you guys are just yeah. describing. It's like food, art, and design all mixed together. It's really the creativity. I think mm -hmm. it's the, uh, it's to be curious, to explore, to learn, it's constantly just, yeah. To be surprised and yeah, to, to have be, fun. Yeah, and have fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way that people in general interact with design and the way they integrate mm -hmm. it into their lives, has that evolved in any way since you started 13 years ago? I think so. I think I think definitely um, because of just the internet and people are really design savvy nowadays. I mean, you can just tell from, you know, even if they haven't studied design, a lot of people actually call themselves designers nowadays too. <laughs> um, whether it's good or bad, I'm not sure. But um, you know, they they think of themselves as being creative and. Um, they definitely have, I think most people now definitely have a, a, a sense of design when they're choosing a product. So it could be, um, if there are two different products with the two at least same capabilities, obviously people are going to choose something that's more beautiful. I, I yeah. agree. I think that design is becoming um, more important to people just yes. in the everyday. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking um, you guys have worked with, you work with independent designers, but you've also worked with big brands. You did a collaboration with Target mm -hmm. that sold out mm -hmm. and uh, you did something with, with Nike. Yeah. So, um, I mean, even the, the show last night, it was definitely a very specific community, but then you have that other world where you're connecting to a broader audience. Mm -hmm. um, how do you balance those two? Or are there differences between those kind of two ways of working? I, I, I mean, I love, I love doing everything from high to low and everything in between. And I think that's a special thing about Poketo. For some reason, we're able to sort of walk that line mm -hmm. and do it. It's really effortless. You walk into the store and it feels 
feels very curated and very elevated, but really accessible. Yeah. You just want to touch everything. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think being able to, you know, work with big brands and small designers, I think for whatever reason, we, we were able to, to walk that line. And I think really it's because Angie and I are only working on projects that we, that we want to work on, that we feel passionate about, that we just are excited about. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like if you're excited about it and if you're just putting 110% into whatever it is, whether it's working with a designer that is unknown or you're working with a national brand, I think that's what's really, what's really great is you just put your energy and your love and your passion into it and you're excited about it. And I think it just kind of spreads. People see that it's real. Um, that you're stoked on it, and you're not dumbing it down. Um, I think that's the, the, the biggest thing. So e even these projects that we've done with Target or pop-ups with Nordstrom or Urban Outfitters, you know, these are all brands that people know, and it's a true collaboration. Like, they're not trying to uh, dumb it down for a broad audience. They actually want to they want to amplify your, your voice and they want to be part of that collaboration. And I think that's the, that's the great thing. So whenever we go into these things, Angie and I are very much involved and we're so much a part of that creative process that I think it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's just real. And I think that art for your every day is also art for your every, art for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think, I believe that accessibility is really, I think accessibility is the key to what we do. Um, we're not dumbing it down. I'm not sacrificing, you know, to, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely do not curate depend like all, all based on the accessibility, but I, you know, I'm, first of all, I like to, I like to find beauty, beauty in products and I like to create beautiful products, but I don't want to, I don't want it to be so expensive to a point that people can't, they don't, they don't even feel comfortable touching it. And there are stores like that that are like curated with the most beautiful products, but you don't want to touch it because it's like, there's too many zeros in the price tag. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, so it's really, really kind of a fine line that, and, and it's really important. I mean, it's really hard to find that, that beautiful product with that, with that price tag or that creating that beautiful product with the price tag. Um, but, and you, and, you, and you also serve such a wide demographic. Yeah. Even last night at the show, right. um, I mean, there were professionals from all fields. There mm. were students there. So you want to you wanna have something that everybody can, can, yeah. can take away with them. Exactly. So they can have that Paquetto experience. Right, right. Um, sure. And it's, it's, a, it's a true testament um, when, especially during Christmas time, when people actually come and they buy gifts for everyone in the shop, from kids to adults to women, men, grandma, grandpa, like everyone. It's really great to see. It's like, they were like, we finished our shopping today, you know? Um, and I think that shows that we are able to really be accessible to everyone. And I think it's, it's funny in that, not only on the product side, but when we have our workshops and mm. you see our events and like you're saying, you see, yeah. you know, such a range of different people that are coming through. And at the workshops even, like we have the same thing. like 
different professionals in different disciplines. I mean, mm. in different fields. Like, we've had like we've had a, a you know, people, lots of lawyers, you know, I, like <laughs> lawyers, lawyers people. people in marketing, people that are creative and graphic designers and bloggers, and you have so many and 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 also hobbyists. So you have all these people, and really like the thread is that they just want to be inspired. Yeah. They just want to be doing something creative. They want to be working with their hands. They just want to get be stoked, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool that it's so for us like I don't want it to be just you know when we're at these events just to have one audience or one type of person but it's really cool to see a mix and just see people walk away from it happy or inspired or whatever they're going to take from it bring it into their own life and their own practice or whatever they're doing um and and take it take it further personally or just just have fun, you know? <laughs> well, you had mentioned before um, this kind of traditional context of art and design, it yeah. being something on a white wall mm-hmm. that people, you know, go to a gallery show and they don't really connect with day to day. Do you think this new model that you've created of this accessibility, do you think it makes people more comfortable being creative themselves? Maybe people who wouldn't be creative otherwise? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think that whatever they can do to use it and be happy about it or just you know like and and it fills their life with more creative creativity and beauty I think I think people appreciate that yeah yeah and I think as as an example to some of the you know we've had some students take a workshop that we've had uh, as an example let's say they've taken a calligraphy class uh, with one of our instructors you know then we see a couple months later wow, they're actually starting their own business, you know, doing something in calligraphy. And it's really cool to see stuff like that, right? So you're actually actually fostering design. Yeah, we actually had a student who um, took our calligraphy class with our instructor and she started her own card line, which is, it's actually really successful now. And another student from the same instructor, now she's doing calligraphy in Mexico. She's actually from Mexico. So yeah, it's like really interesting and it's really like, really fun to hear these stories of, you know, fostering businesses. And even last night, before you arrived, before the entire crew arrived for the show, there was a gentleman there checking out your prints actually up on the wall and was just asking me questions about it. Just so curious about them. Mm. Like, what was the inspiration? How, you know, where did the design come from? Like, what's in... I was like, you know what? Gabriel's actually going to be here in just about an hour. Yeah. Like he would love to to talk to you about it. And it was, it was just so cool to see that just someone who was unfamiliar with the work to be, to come in and just be moved by what they're seeing and start to ask us questions. And in our space too, in our, in our store, you know, Angie and I, we have our office uh, in the same space as the store. So we have our creative office and we have our store. And it's, you know, divided by a very sort of, you know, translucent kind of wall. You sort of see what's going on yeah. behind, behind, you know, behind, behind the, the curtain, right? And so we're always popping in and out, which is really great. It's, it's so cool to be able to hear your customers, to hear your fans or, you know, just people that love the shop and just go out there and just start to have a conversation with them. Yeah. And so it's hap- right. it happens all the time. I love that. That's the one thing I love about having that this sort of kind of hybrid space yeah. where it's not just a store. And it's also, not just a gallery. Right. Well, the know. vibe of the spaces that you can ask questions to, which yeah. I really love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. You had mentioned uh, collaboration earlier uh, as being kind of a key component of what you do. And for, for so many businesses, collaboration is seen as secondary, as maybe something, uh, a way that they can connect with the community or it's a means of marketing, but it seems to be ingrained in everything that you do. Why is this so important? I think that's all we know. Like that's that's how we started. You know, working with the Penardis, and um, I don't know. It's like in our DNA. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we never, we never saw it as, you know, marketing, mm-hmm. right? Collaboration to us, I think it excites us because we get to meet people face to face, and we get to be creative yeah. with other creatives and seeing those sort of ideas come to life mm-hmm. is what's really, really important to us. Mm-hmm. To see those ideas come to life and then to present it as a show for the public and then to see other people interact with it, yeah. like, we love that. And we actually love to do shows or workshops with people who've never, like, like friends that never taught a workshop or has never done a show. And... Um, we would just like throw it at them and be like, do you want to teach a workshop on like, so we're, we're, I'm, I'm meeting later on with our friends work. They do this, um, they do a brand called workshop. It's like a multidisciplinary. They do everything from architecture to, to clothing design and, and product design. And they're both architects. And so I we wanted to have a, have a workshop on architecture, like architecture 101. Um, and so they're like, I don't know, we've never taught before. It's like, you could do it here. Like, let's think of some ideas, you know? And, um, so we wanted to also invite them to do a, like a show, like a month long show. And we would just like throw back and forth different ideas, you know? And it's like really fun for us to do something, to like create something out of nothing, you know? How do you keep that freedom and that? <clears throat> that playfulness, but yet still, because the Paquetto brand is so cohesive, how do you balance those two things? For Paquetto, you know, I think we've always, we've always approached Paquetto in this very organic way. Um, we're not trying to speed it up and push it someplace where it may not be ready to go. And I think that's the cool thing about it for us, is like every year we're just sort of, you know, even when we started, we started with one product and second year it's an additional product and you sort of continue to add add to it in a very natural way and that's sort of how I even just see life it's like it's like a stepping stone at a time and wherever you're you're just hopping from stone to stone and you're gonna eventually end up wherever you're at and I think for Poketo you know we're we're excited about it because I feel like it can really be anything you know because it's so much about like our community, it's about us, it's like wherever we want to take it really. You know, this next year too, I mean, we have, we are always dreaming about how we can sort of expand what we're doing. Can Poketo be in additional places in LA? Can it be in additional places around the country? Mm. Can we set up, you know, outposts and workshops and gallery events everywhere? Sure, you could, that would Mm. be amazing. But for us, I think it's about being able to do that in a way that feels natural to us, that we're not being sort of squashed by the stress that could come with that, right? So I think that we've always sort of approached 
the business very creatively. Like we, we really think about one, what, what excites us and what would be really great to do. And we're not always just, we're not looking at the numbers per se. We're looking at like what excites us and, and what can we be stoked on and, and sort of go from there. And I think a lot of the projects that we, we do, we take on because of that. We, we take on because it need, we need to constantly be, we ourselves need to be inspired and yeah. pushed and, you know, we don't ever want to be sort of stuck in one thing or one type of business and just doing the same thing over and over. And I think that's why we're always trying to introduce new things into the brand, because yeah. if we're doing the same thing and we're not growing ourselves, I think it'll, it'll be stagnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited about, I took a step back when we opened our brick and mortar retail in 2012. So, um, I had to learn really quickly to like buy for the store mm-hmm. and so that took some time to actually get get it running and and how and long were you guys strictly um, online before that nine years nine years oh wow so 20 uh, 2003 to 2012 and then even this retail space I mean there was nothing there when we opened there was like I mean all the development that you see now it's happened after we moved in so there was plenty of parking <laughs> back then and there was like no one walking the street that you could actually see like metaphorically like tumbleweeds but now it's definitely one of the hottest places to be in LA um I don't want to take all the credit for it but I think it had something to do with it we actually brought all these people down that had never been to the artist district before and um but I think what's cool is like you know, when you're building something, it's like yeah. everyone, like all the businesses that go into the neighborhood, all the the community that's right. in there, everyone sort of builds it, yeah, right? And I think that's what's lifts, amazing. Yeah, the rising tide lifts all the boats. So it's it's been really exciting to see the area grow. And I'm excited about all the new work that we're producing now. So, yeah. So we're designing all these new products to be released in the fall. Is there anything you want to give us a little sneak peek of, talk about? It's beautiful, like, paper goods, um, yeah, and some, like, textiles and things like that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even just our, you know, in, internally, even just the, our, our company, it's nice to see our company grow mm. and our family grow there. And just last night, actually, we were, we were chatting with... Um, you know, one of our employees, and she's, she's amazing. And I think her, her friend had asked her, like, you know, how, how do you guys, how does Poketo kind of, you know, do? No, no, they were just like, I think her friend asked her, like, how do you guys do it? Why, like, I, go, I walk in there and it's always so amazing. How do you guys do it? And she just said, it's the people. And I was like, I was so touched by that. I'm like, that's amazing. You know, she loves working. I mean, the people... Who work with us I hope that they actually are happy to work I mean I I can see that they you know they're they don't mind coming in <laughs> and they love being with their co-workers and everyone everyone has a really good relationship and they no, are I, I, yeah I, I think that we we try to foster a really positive environment and that wasn't and... always the case it was really like it was big learning curve for us to go from like us to another employee and then to like five people and then to like all of a sudden 12 people and then to 20 people like 
And we never thought about that with no. business. You know, like as creatives, you're you're you just want to you want to make and you want to just do and just get people together and, and and inspire. And then you have this sort of the business side of it. Um, and that you need to inspire those people daily. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. I, but I think it's I think that's what's really really cool. It's like we've built a really great core team that just is you know everyone works really hard everyone like wears ton you know multiple hats but they're doing it because they love it and they know it's important and they know it's you know a really great thing for the community and LA and hopefully even beyond yeah. um we've we never have seen ourselves as just like a retailer uh, solely like mm. I think it is very very important to bring people together and to have uh, to build that community I think without it it would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as as full of life the name Paquetto yeah I, I'm sure it's often mispronounced yeah but it's really unforgettable and it seems to fit the brand perfectly where does that come from it really comes from the way because we came out with wallets first and we were actually driving from like LA to SF or something one of those you know Road trips. One of those long drives, yeah. you know, on a lonely highway and it's dark out. And we were trying to think about a name for we this thing that we were doing. We need to think of a name for this thing. And then I thought, like, pocket. Okay, how do you pronounce, you know, like, it has to do with pockets because it's wallet. So I'm like, what about Pocketto? And Ted's like, what's that? And I said, well, that's how my, my, my grandmother pronounces pocket in her thick Korean-Japanese accent. And then he's like, I love it. Okay. All right. Then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to us it just it just really fit. I love I love that it was because it was our first product and then to have Angie's grandma, you know, pronounce <laughs> pocket pochetto. And to me, like it just sang. Like I just love the word. I'm really curious why you think that it fits. Um, well it it's something playful about it. Um, it's a little mysterious because it is a word that you've never heard before. Mm. Um, and even just the the look of the word, and I know a lot of it is the branding, but it just it, everything just seems so integrated and and perfect. Wow! Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I do sometimes wonder. We do so many things. And I wonder, like, is it confusing? Like, we're not like a shoe brand. We don't just do one thing, but we do so many things, and we're all over the place. And I always wonder, like. Is that confusing for you guys? Like sometimes I, I would ask my, my friends or people that I know that are in the business world and they, they, it's really nice to, for them to say, no, it's all cohesive. It all like makes sense. I'm like, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think for us, I think, you know, I think there is that, that sort of normal model, you know, where, you know, a company might just do one thing and they just do that one thing and excel at that one thing. And, and I think for us, it's, I, I think we, we can't do it because we're so interested in so many different things. And Angie and I are both also just, you know, we can't, we need to be, we need to be, um, we're easily bored. We're easily bored and we need yeah. to be, we need to be inspired. And so I, I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can just do sort of be that company that is like a one hit one. I think it would have been really, I mean, it would have been smart to do that one, one thing really well, but. I guess we're not that smart. 
And maybe that's why we have a we have a that's why it's important to have that that great team, you know, <laughs> to really sort of help you navigate through those things. And I think it's, it's maybe that's true. I know, but it is funny because I always feel like because we throw so many things. I mean, we we do so many things, and we always like we're throwing. Oh yeah, so we're having an event in a month. Okay, you know, everyone get you know. So, I I hope it's it's a good challenge for them. Yeah. What a fantastic conversation. And I want to say thanks to Scooter and Nori for being our <laughs> little um, mascots. I wish we could borrow these guys for every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys too. Thank you so much for inviting us and we're, we're really honored to, to be part of this. Beyond This Point is created by Civilization, a design firm rooted in social change. The podcast is audio engineered by Dave West and produced by Eric Blood. Listen to more of our podcasts at beyondthispoint.design.